0: You are listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Hey friends, welcome back to Therapy Thursday. And as usual, we have our faithful friend, Dr. Lydia Martinez, who is a Christian counselor and a mental health therapist. Welcome back, Dr. Lydia. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. I really enjoy doing these talks with you and
1: I I really enjoy listening to you and I really enjoy that we have the opportunity to speak to people who are possibly listening and wanting some help on communicating better, bettering their lives and, and having God be a part of that.
0: Yes, definitely. So this is part two. If you missed part one, go back to last week's podcast. But this is part two on ten skills to develop healthier and deeper relationships with the people that we love and so we're excited that you came today and first we're just going to do a quick review of numbers one through five do you want to run through that dr lydia yeah
1: it's um let's start with number one is active listening and which means that we have to make sure that we are listening without judgment listening attentively making sure that our ears are open and our mouths are not. (laughs) Hmm. Effective communication. Number two, being able to express oneself clearly and respectfully and assertively. Number three, emotional intelligence. This is making sure that we understand and we manage our own emotions while we're recognizing and responding to the emotions of others. Which leads right into number four, forgiveness, letting go of any anger, resentment, bitterness, you know, any of those negative feelings that that kind of cloud our thinking or get in the way, create static in our listening and communicating. And the number five finally is empathy, the ability to understand and share feeling, share the feelings of others, share what they're going through being able to kind of put ourselves in their shoes and then successfully walk back into our own shoes and being able to understand, which leads us into humility. And that's where we're going to begin today. And Lisa, when we talk about humility, and we talk about biblical humility, we're talking about a modest and humble
0: attitude toward others. Yeah, and I think we cannot talk about humility without recognizing that we have to also look at our attitude towards ourselves. Because if we think too highly of ourselves, even if we consider others, that's not true humility. The Bible defines humility as fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord. To be humble is to be face down in the dirt, submitting to the authority of others. It is an absence of pride in yourself and it's also the proper position before the Lord for believers. It's also the believer's proper position before the Lord. Humility. Oh, I think this is a really good one because I want to talk about
1: some misconceptions of humility and what the world may make you think is humility, but this is not worldly humility. If you have low self-esteem, that's not humility. Low self-esteem is thinking poorly of yourself, judging yourself, putting yourself down. That's not humility. That's low self-esteem. And if you have low self-esteem, you definitely need to talk to a professional or, you know, pray about it. Seek counsel or have a good support system. Talk to your family. Talk to someone who can lift you up. But humility definitely isn't low self-esteem. Humility is knowing that you are a child of God. Knowing that you will be equipped to do the job necessary. Knowing that he will give you the strength and the courage uh, humility is leaning on God, not leaning on your own
0: understanding. Does that does that make sense? Yes, I love how First Peter five mm-hmm. verses five and six puts it. It says, "Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you, be submissive to one another, and be clothed in humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble." So we're actually told to clothe ourselves, which means we have to take off our pride, remove it, and clothe ourselves in humility, which is really what Jesus did. Right. It is. In John 13, verses 1 through 7, we see the story of how Jesus embodied humility. Even though he was the Son of God, the Most High, the Lord of Lords, and the King of Kings, he washed the disciples' feet. He submitted himself to the Father's will, even to the point of death at the cross jesus is our example of humility yeah those are big shoes
1: to fill definitely but that's what brings us to sainthood that's what brings us to to try to be like him and i think it's important that when we talk about pride and humility is that rather than filling our own cup with what we think we are we need to empty our cup of what we think we are and fill it with him and his thoughts about us and the scripture you know, we need to go to him for what our what we should be filling ourselves with. So, how do we translate that in communication? Is we come and we talk to people, especially when you want. Our goal is to maximize communication. Our goal is to make sure that we are getting the most out of our relationships through words, right? But if we come from a position of "I know it all," "I have it all." I can give it all, then um, we're not going to have good relationships, okay? We have to be in a position where we're willing to listen and hear. And sometimes it's not about passing on only information, but it's about listening to other people's experiences, empathizing with them. And that's all wrapped up in humility so that we give people a chance to to learn By allowing them to kind of listen to
0: themselves does that make sense yeah it it says it's exactly what peter 3 8 says it says you have to live in harmony with everyone it says everyone must live in harmony it says everyone must live in harmony be sympathetic or compassionate and it says love one another have compassion and be humble so it happens by letting Christ began to control our thoughts, our hearts, our attitudes, our reactions, how we respond to people in a humble way, listening. It's, it's really humility is wrapped up in all of the attributes that we've already discussed. Because without that humility, lowliness of mind, allowing God to be over us, it's impossible without God to show humbleness. Because, you know, like the philosophers saying, I'm always on my mind. I'm always thinking about me. But only through humility am I able to put my needs my wants aside for a moment and consider those of others for the glory of God
1: I think that that you said it wonderfully I think he's that just wrapped it up nicely right there but humility is taking an active conscious decision making an active conscious decision to slow down which is patience, which is the next word that we're gonna talk about, and to listen to other people's reactions, situations, stories. Sometimes we may have the answer for them, but sometimes just coming to the answer right off the bat is not part of the communication experience. We have to slow down, let them come to the con- their own conclusions. That's what being a friend is. And I say we need humility
0: to have patience.
1: Yes, patience, number seven. Uh, the ability to endure difficult situations without becoming frustrated or angry.
0: I want to be patient because I really don't want something right now. Then I can be. But if I want something right now, in other words, if I'm not in a hurry, I can be patient. But is that patience? (laughs) Jesus demonstrated patience in his ministry even when his disciples were slow to understand when they faced oppositions from the other religious leaders. He always patiently waited for God's timing. But when he delayed in healing Lazarus, I don't know, would you have been able to do that? I see my friend dying. I see the sister suffering. But he allowed the process to happen because he knew what he was doing in their hearts and producing faith in their spirit. Jesus gives us the demonstration of patience, long-suffering and patience. Yeah, it does refine us, but...
1: I'm going to tell you, it is one of the hardest of the fruits. I think that it's one of the most difficult. And I think that um, it's really hard when you say, oh, Lord, teach me patience. Be careful when you pray that, you know. And I do feel like it's a matter of obedience. I think humility and patience are kind of wrapped up together because, you know, if your if you're measuring stick for faith is obedience, then that means that you have to wait on him, yes. That means you have to have patience that means you may not get the answer you want and when you want it so how are you exhibiting your christ-like behavior while you're waiting you know just that that's a really hard place to be now let's translate that into communication what if you're talking to someone and they're telling you something you just don't want to hear whether it's it for whatever the reason is okay but you just don't want to hear it you have to have patience you have to wait for the right moment for you to be able to give pearls of wisdom. And sometimes not saying anything at all is the pearl of wisdom. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, it does to me because, you know, I always have something to say. So if I can patiently wait for the ones that I love to get it on their own, just like Jesus did, Jesus knew, sometimes you're going to have to repeat, I'm going to have to walk through this process, I'm going to have to explain he was patient. Why? Because he loved them. Because out of his love, he was patient. And, and we learn in the Bible that God is that slow in keeping his promise. But he is patient because he doesn't want anyone to perish. Which means he's not throwing out judgment the first time someone rejects him. He's going to wait. He's going to be patient. It's going to continue the work. Continue to sow the seed. And that's what brings profit. Spiritual profit. Spiritual growth. Is when we can be patient. So I think when we're facing opposition, we need to show patience. And I think that when we're in a relationship with somebody, we're not seeing eye to eye, showing patience, allowing them to express their feelings, even when we don't agree, being patient with their growth curve. You know, God knows, thank God he's patient with me because, you know, sometimes it takes me a decade or so to get a lesson, but he's patient, not wanting me to perish but wanting me to grow and mature. And, and maturity takes, I'm glad you said a decade. When you said a
1: decade, I'm sure some people out there were like, ah, did I hear her right? Yep, you heard her right, a decade. And me too, me too. And um, I think that this whole process leads us to the next point in good communication, is trustworthiness. And trustworthiness is built over time. Yeah, You, need you don't just build trustworthiness with your first communication, your first conversation. This comes over time, making sure that you see patterns, patterns of honesty, patterns of reliability, patterns of dependability, that the integrity of your conversation is followed up with actions. And
0: you see this over time. Yeah. And of course, Jesus is our perfect example again, because Jesus was the most trustworthy person ever to walk the face of the earth, because he never lied. He kept every promise, every word in his, the Bible is true and trustworthy. Proverbs 11.3 says that the integrity of the upright guides them, but the unfaithful will be destroyed by their duplicity. And I just think when we stop and remember Jesus never deceived anybody. So yeah, having a friend or somebody, in a relationship with somebody, especially your closest relationship, can you trust that person? Well, let me ask you. Can they trust you? Not only in honesty, but can they trust you to do what your God has called you to do, what they've asked you to do? I know what friends to ask favors of, and I hope they know that they can ask me a favor. Now, things happen in life. There's complications. There's emergencies. But if someone asks you to do something, are you? do you get it done? Right. Can, you ask, can I trust you with my heart? Can I trust you with my expressions of love? And can I trust you by placing my heart in your hands? Are you gonna care for it? And is my heart safe with you? Right, and all of that doesn't come from one conversation.
1: Right. That comes from a string of conversations that you build and you build, and little by little, you you build trust. Little by little, you build that kind of integrity, reliability with your friendships. The one thing is to begin a conversation Another one is to maintain a relationship and that comes with time. With number nine, number nine is respect. How do we know, um, respect is a big one. Okay. Because I think when the honeymoon's over, right, this is when respect sets in. At the beginning, everybody's respectful and nice and polite, showing their best colors forward, right? But respect really shows its colors when the honeymoon is over. What does respect mean? It means showing consideration, honoring others, regardless of their background or status. Okay, so how do we continue to maintain that in a relationship is very key in how we communicate, which means that we're respectful, means that we don't use negative terms. We don't use name calling. What do we there, There's no room for any kind of abuse, physical, uh, verbal, um, shaming others, bringing things up from the past. It's a matter of respect. If you really are gonna use the first steps, some of the first steps that we talked about, including empathy and forgiveness, you know, you have to walk a mile in someone's shoes to see where they're coming from. So that you can therefore forgive them. Use some common sense, that emotional intelligence. You know, you're gonna have to go back and forth with some of the things that we've been talking about. But ultimately, once you build that relationship you have to have respect. It has to be built with respect.
0: Yes, and you know, (laughs) Ah, you know, Ephesians 5.33 makes it very clear. It says, let the wives see that she respects and reverences her husband. I love the Amplified Version. It says that she notices him, regards him, honors him, prefers him, and esteems him and that she defers to him, praises him, loves him, and admires him exceedingly. What? Okay. (laughs) So, do you respect your husband? Thinking of that Biblical definition of respect, how are you doing, ladies? How are you doing? But 1 Peter 2.17 reminds us that we are to show proper respect to everyone, love the family of believers, fear God, and to honor the leaders. Jesus showed respect to everyone he encountered. He showed respect to the woman at the well, to the lepers, to the people that could do nothing for him. He showed respect to the people in the highest places who were hypocrites and miners, He showed respect to his family, his mother and his friends. He showed respect. He treated women with dignity and respect even when the culture didn't call him to do it at that time. Jesus is our example and respect. And men, yes, they are called to love their wives. But wives, we have a really special calling to respect our husbands. And to respect others, really, because there's no place in the Bible that says we can disrespect somebody. It says here, we should respect all, everyone. But man, God puts it very clear in that Ephesians 5.33, that we are to honor, show regard, notice, show reverence, and respect your husband. Esteem him prefer him. Wow. I think we should probably do a whole podcast on that. Yes. for the future. <laughs> and it makes me think of the past few conversations. Like, have I held my husband in high regard? Have I showed him reverence? And really, like, let's pray about that and think about that. How can I make it my aim this week, my mission this week, to really show respect to others especially my husband especially when i'm annoyed and you know what happens to a lot of wives is
1: we end up we talk bad about our husbands okay but if you talk bad about your husband to your children and you talk bad about your husbands over and over to your children then what happens your children start to get tainted and then they start to take on the same position that you do and then they disrespect their father and then what happens? You see that happen. You go, ah, how could you disrespect your father? Well, how? Because you've totally laid out the example. Right. So I think it's really important that you be careful how you respect or not respect in light of who's watching. Okay, because people are always watching, especially our children. You have to really hold. That's how you hold someone in high regard. You respect them with or without an audience. You treat them with respect and you let them have the place that they hold in the family. How do you do that in conversation? Again, you would use positive, encouraging, uplifting words. Uh, There's no room for uh, name calling. There's no room for verbal abuse. And if you feel like you're getting into that type of communication, you might need to seek some help. You might need to seek some professional help. If you don't have someone that's a friend that you can go to and talk to, I have a group of counselors who are highly trained, both with psychological, empirical methodologies, as well as with biblical references, who are willing to pray and help you through your marriages, help you through whatever your your needs are. So if you need someone to reach out to, and you live in Florida, anywhere in Florida, we can definitely help you. And we'll give that information at the end. But respect is is really a, a foundation that's built upon over patterns of
0: time with trustworthiness and humility all of these tie together and I love I think the last one, although we do have a bonus, I think the last one really does truly bring everything together I think it oh, yeah. stage gratitude I
1: think when you express gratitude, it makes the other person automatically feel connected automatically feel, validated even if you go in a conversation and you just say thank you for showing up wow you're already acknowledging that they've made effort you don't know if that person it took so much effort to get there maybe they were in traffic maybe they couldn't come maybe they didn't have money for gas and they they spent their last penny on gas just to come see you or uh, who knows what their situation is but you just thank them right off the bat wow that's a whole different kind of posture that you're taking uh, I think that really sets a tone for humility really sets a tone for building trust in relationships is thanking people for whatever effort they put in
0: it really makes a big difference in communication That's seeing the best in others mm-hmm. just not I'm not only thankful for what you do for me I'm just thankful for you thankful for having you in my life God does tell us to be thankful in all circumstances and that is a discipline I've been trying to grow as I go through times of waiting or times of I have to be patient or times of suffering. Where, where do I need to focus? What can I be thankful for? Where can I find God's hand working here? And you know, Jesus gave thanks in all circumstances. He gave thanks when he fed the crowds, when he was able to multiply the bread and the fish as he fed, he stopped and he gave thanks. He praised God for the faith in other people. And I think that God really giving thanks is an example that Jesus, who gives all, sustains all, created all, then how much more can we give? But we know that there are medical studies showing that when you have an attitude of gratitude, you're, it improves your heart rate, it impo- improves your blood pressure, it improves your, it removes anxiety, improves your sleeping patterns. We, we know. That gratitude is something we should live by. And yet, how many of us actually do? How many of us actually hmm, live by that example and implement that into our daily lives? And then last but not least, our bonus for the day in skills that we all need to learn and apply to our lives in order to have deeper and healthier relationships is Love. love. It's all about love. So Lisa, how do we communicate love? Well, that's my question. We've talked about the five love languages. There are more than five, but there are five main categories. But this is our question. Biblical love is the foundation of our relationship with God. And God gives us the command in John 15, verses 12 and 13, to love one another as he has loved us. So he doesn't say, figure it out. He says, I'm going to love you. And I want you to love others that way. Well, how does love God? First of all, he laid down his life for his friends. He put others first. That's the kind of love that God has for us. How do we develop that love? We look to Jesus' example. And this is what Jesus says. He says, you love because I loved you first. So I love those who love me. But that's not what Jesus did. Jesus loved us first and allowed us to respond. So it's easy to love when you're in a loving relationship, when you're with people who are safe, trustworthy, patient, kind, humble, they listen actively, they communicate. Well, that's easy. But go a little deeper. How can we love when the people around us aren't that lovable? Well, Colossians 3 says to bear with one another, forgive any grievances. No relationship is perfect. So there'll be times when you're going to be hurt and there's going to be times when other people hurt you. Not holding a grudge, refusing to give up, We're called to love. So how can we actively love those people around us? Well, we find out how they express love. And we try to fill their love tank in that same way. I would also say that sometimes,
1: especially, you know, like you were saying, it's really nice and easy to love people who are easy to love, right? But the ones that are more difficult, I have to tell you that if you, the more you want to invest in a relationship, if you really want to look at what their needs are or how they fill that tank okay and you want to give it to them in that in that manner is one way another way is to simply give them space and time and pray and i think this is when the holy spirit gives you discernment and wisdom because if you keep coming at people keep coming at people keep coming at people and and they're not in a right place with you it's hard it's hard for them to accept even if their love language is gifts and you shower them with gifts but they're angry with you, um, you know, they have to deal with that, which means that you also have to give them time to deal with that. So I think that really praying for discernment and knowing when and how, when the timing uh, and how to give that love is very important. You can love people from afar and you can also seek good counsel. I think it's important to have a good support system around you so that you know if you can you can kind of bounce ideas off of people and ask hey am I doing something wrong here or hey have you ever been in this situation before seek out people who who can give you wise counsel whether it's people friends family or a professional you know I really think that it's important that you get that good support system but I think that we have between both sessions if you want to learn to communicate effectively. Easy for me to say, right? I think it's important that that you just continue to wash, rinse, repeat. Try all of these, learn, do better. Try all of these, learn, do better. And number one, let's, re- let's review all of them from the beginning. In the first episode, it was active listening, effective communication, emotional intelligence, forgiveness, and empathy. And then in this one, we talked more about humility, patience, trustworthiness, respect, and gratitude. And it's interesting that we ended with gratitude. You'd think that we would have started with gratitude. But I'm telling you, you express a little bit of appreciation and it it will open up conversations for you. And then we ended up with love, which I think really summarizes all of these. Don't you, Lisa?
0: You cannot have a deep relationship without love. You can't. We have some application questions. We just want you to think on these questions. Just listen and think. And try to allow it to motivate you. In the
1: area of active listening we have two questions for you. When was the last time you truly listened to someone without judgment or interruption? What did you learn from that experience? Here's another one for you. How can you develop the habit of active listening in your relationships, particularly with those you may have different beliefs or opinions than you. In the area
0: of effective communication, use your communication skills to build bridges with others and promote understanding and unity. And another one
1: for effective communication is, are there areas in your life where you struggle with expressing yourself clearly and respectfully? How can you work on
0: improving in those areas? And emotional intelligence How well do you understand and manage your emotions? And how can you grow in this area? And are there people in your life that may be going through a difficult time that could benefit from your empathy and support? And in the area of forgiveness,
1: this one's deep. So listen closely. Is there anyone in your life who you need to forgive? And what steps can you take towards forgiving them? How can you cultivate a forgiving heart in your daily
0: life, even toward those who may not deserve it? Oof. And on empathy, how can you actively practice empathy in your relationships, particularly those that are different from you? And Are there any biases and prejudice that may hinder your ability to truly understand and empathize with others? And then on humility, what areas in your life do you struggle with
1: pride? How can you cultivate a spirit of humility? How can you serve others with
0: humility, following Jesus' example of washing his disciples' feet? In the area of patience, are there any situations or people in your life that test your patience? No, not us. (laughs) How can spending time in prayer help you respond in a loving and patient way? And then how can you cultivate patience in your life, particularly in areas where you struggle with being easily frustrated or impatient? and in trustworthiness, how can you cultivate a reputation of
1: honesty and integrity in all areas of your life? Are there any areas of your life where you may be tempted to compromise your values for personal gain? How can you resist those temptations and how can you create a
0: pattern in your life? Respect. So how can you show respect and honor to those who may have different backgrounds or beliefs than you? to those that may have hurt you or you disagree with? Are there any prejudice or bias that may be hindering you from your ability to show respect for others? And I want to add this. Go back to forgiveness, because could it be that you have unforgiveness in your heart that blocks you from showing respect to your husband, recognizing that God is calling you to respect your husband? And then
1: last one, gratitude. How can meditating on God's word help you cultivate a heart of gratitude even in difficult circumstances? are there any blessings in your life that you may take for granted how can you express thankfulness
0: for those blessings today and our bonus word love okay so how can you intentionally invest in a relationship this week showing love and kindness to another person and how can you extend love and kindness to people that you naturally don't get along with how can you emulate jesus love in your relationships specifically through serving others and showing sacrificial love and thinking about relationships that might be needing a touch of extra tlc this week what is a practical way that you can express your love to others well i'm glad that we came together today because i know i needed the refresher how about you dr lydia oh i did too i'm so i'm so grateful
1: that we were able to review all of these and it, and i knew we couldn't do it all in one session um, but really, let me give you the phone number to call in case you know someone that needs help or you just want to have a, a counselor talk to you. Let me give you that phone number, 786-565-6916. Call or you can even email us at info at drlidiamartinez.com. I have a group of counselors who are highly trained and and just waiting to
0: help you out, waiting to listen, waiting to serve you. So give us a call. Let me see if we can help you. Yeah. At the end of the day, we all desire and require deep relationships in order to be healthy in our lives and have, you know, just balance. And, and um, God instructs us to love as he loved. So I encourage you go back to part one, listen again. But Dr. Lydia, these are such important skills. And, you know, I just want to raise my hand here because I can go down the list and clearly see where I'm lacking. And I got to tell you, Instead of beating myself up, I'm taking that list to the Lord and asking him to help me to cultivate and develop those skills that I desperately need in this life, not only for me and my relationships, but be, to be able to have uh, a platform to share Jesus with others. So I appreciate you bringing these important topics to us and these skills that we all need to work on. And yeah, Thank you, Lisa. And I let's
1: close in prayer because I think that it's a lot of food for thought, a lot to process.
0: And I am already looking forward to our next podcast. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day, for this talk, for Dr. Lydia, her gifts, her talents, her education, her understanding and her wisdom that comes from you. Father, we all have brokenness and we all have areas that we need to grow. But Lord, we can't do it alone. We need the helper, the Holy Spirit to help us. So I pray today for my friend listening that might be struggling in some of the areas that we've discussed, Lord, would you help them to grow and seek your help? Would the Holy Spirit be the teacher and the guide? Help us, Lord, to look, act, and love more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening, friend. Until next time. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?